0: tuesday happy first year week happy snow day all you little snowbirds out there dr missy Hood with the 50-minute rev i hope you're having a great week working your way through all your weather patterns and whatnot i think everybody's so burned out right now we don't know what to do not to be negative but that's the truth that's where we're at i don't know about you um anyway if you're an intercessor right now that's what's kind of going on in your atmosphere i think that's what i'm sensing in the atmosphere around many right now I think a lot of people are just really really just wanting this thing to be over with if you will and you know what I'm talking about regard to the year that it is and what's going on in our atmospheres here so um, I'm hoping you're hanging in there with uh, God and not quitting on him the word today is actually kind of interesting because it says fleshly prayers no longer accepted by God and the Lord says get inside as the bride hey good afternoon everybody uh, and, and the Lord's saying, don't quit. It's not the time to quit right now. This is not the time to quit. If you're wondering what God is doing, um, and you may be tired, but yeah, now is not the time to back down. Okay, because the enemy gets the fiercest when we start making headway against him. So guys, can you pray against the witchcraft, please? Uh, any word weapons from enemies that are not speaking in truth? just strike him down job thirty six thirty two, in jesus name if god didn't speak him let him fall to the ground Lamentations 3 37, 38. <clears throat> thank you god thank you so much anyway i hope you're having a great day dr missy um got our weather weather winter weather going right now and actually we have sunshine going on over here right now i hope you do too i know that a lot of my friends on the east coast are still having to deal with a lot of snow and stuff so you guys take good care of yourself and stay safe but yeah, i think the worst is behind us right now uh, as far as what we're heading out of except for the cold thames but you stay warm anyway you stay warm out there but so this is what god has been showing me today and i actually you know it's it's kind of funny i think because right now i think everybody if you're part of the bride and and this is just my personal opinion too because of what i'm sensing is that A lot of the bride right now are so weary and they're just like, "Uh, Lord, you know, when's this going to be over with? And, And are you still in me? Are you still with me in this? Let me say that correctly. Are you still with me in this process that we're walking through? And the Lord says, you bet I am. I'm just trying to teach you a thing or two. And it's about endurance and it's about fortitude. It's about standing up even when you don't see him, you don't sense him obviously you can't see him except through like the things that he does for you but it's really trusting in him no matter what you're praying through okay so that's the place i think intercessors are now having to step into like jacob did and we're going to actually get into that conversation here in a second too where the lord talks to us about all the things he's having us do and the interesting thing about witchcraft is that in the way that it affects the true bride and I I found this to be actually very very encouraging right now for where we're at because the enemy wants to get you to quit and see they hate people like me who try to teach you how to step up and just continue on in your in your walks with God. Because they do not want anybody listening to any truth out there right now. Not at all. They're supposed to be the fake church. The fake church definitely doesn't. The fake church is so screwed up, they don't know their head from a hole in the wall. And that's the God honest truth. Um, and a lot of these people say the same old saying say, they, day after day. They don't give instruction. They just want you to stay in the same dysfunctional cycle with them. Hey, how are you doing, Lynn? It's it's good to see you. <clears throat> um, But... They want you to stay as dysfunctional as they are because their attitudes are incredibly selfish and in that they they think that if I can't have it, neither can you. So basically, since a lot of them have screwed up and not followed God on through, they're mad at the people who have. So they're going to try to sabotage you. So that's a lot of the witchcraft in your atmosphere. It's not the occult. The, I mean, the occult is there, but they're no match for God. They They think that they are. But it's only to the people who refuse to come inside and grow up. So they're being duped left and right. But when the, when the true bride rises up in all truth, any lies, any person operating in a spirit outside of God, outside of truth, their words don't hold up in court. They don't stand up in the room. So that's the good news for you, bride as God brings you inside, while the enemy is trying to shut your mouth so that you can't do what God's called you to do. So, meaning anyone refusing to operate in the truth of God, he's not hearing them anymore, you understand? So their words don't stand up in the courts of heaven either, because if the truth is not spoken, god's not hearing them and so they're mixing the holy with the unholy and that's where god's trying to pull his bride in he's trying to pull us out of basically to to quit mixing our flesh with the spirit but this is the purpose of front running is to force all people to come up to a new standard hang on a second let me pray something real quick father i take authority over any words prayed against me whatever they've attacked known or unknown we ask you lord if it's not your truth we ask you, Lord, to strike it down, Job thirty six thirty two. We ask you to bless the head, hands, feet, and mouths of those trying to cause issues uh, by praying witchcraft, and again we bless their head, hands, feet, and mouth. First uh, Corinthians 13, 13 We ask you, Lord, just give it all back. First Corinthians thirteen thirteen. You're no match for God. Isaiah fifty four seventeen. No weapon formed against me will prosper, and every tongue that rises up in judgment against me shall fall to the ground. You're no match for god so take your take your problematic self somewhere else and your witchcraft too so what we're standing right now as the front-running bride is to force people to either come up to a new standard or get left outside and this is the standard that's really starting to tick a lot of people off because they're starting to realize they really screwed up in a lot of past seasons and they get angry at people who tell them the truth about it that's why we get so many attacks on here it's because people don't want to change i'm getting ahead of myself though so this new standard though is what they're so angry about because most selfish people don't want to change especially if they're benefiting from their sin but in this new season god's saying no more no more because i've come through the door and i'm bringing my truth people into their more. And so if you're feeling or if you're sensing witchcraft ratcheting up against you, then chances are that you're doing something right and you're coming through. But if not, if you're not, if your prayers aren't holding weight anymore, then the chances are you need to take a good long look at yourself and your heart condition to see why you're not coming into your more. Because it's the flesh that's holding that back from you. So all these irritating attacks attacking many of the bride right now are attacks of a lawless enemy trying to keep you from getting through. And again, their attitudes are, well, if I can't have it, neither can you. But God's saying, really? Really? ha <laughs> ha. Then you need to learn a thing or two because truth is what I do. I am all truth, says the Lord. And because what I do for them, I will do for you. But you have to choose to come in. And if you don't, then you have nobody to blame but you. And so now the Lord's saying he's holding us accountable for what we choose not to do. Have you noticed that change from 2023 as God's brought us into this new and the the spiritual laws have narrowed and they're narrowing? And so what we're dealing with now is we're dealing with an obstinate group of people who are a bunch of titty babies who don't want to come inside. And they get angry because of the truth tellers out there who are telling them to grow up and be a part of the bride. Because God will do it for you. If he does it for me, he'll do it for you. And so they're trying to sabotage. But in the long run, all they do is they sabotage themselves because you reap what you sow, Galatians 6, 7, Psalms 33, 9. And so God's saying, own it own your stuff right now, own your lack of persistence, own your lack of accountability and your laziness too. He's really, really telling us the truth these days. He's saying, if you don't want to do what I do, then go do what you do with your father, the devil. Because at least to him, you'll be true. You have been all along and we're getting ahead of ourselves again. But this is the price for slothfulness in this hour. Fatigue is one thing, Says the Lord, but sheer laziness and usury is another. Because this is what happened to the lazy virgins who chose not to stay abreast of new wine and information so they could keep their lamps lit and enter in. And staying in time with the holy king so that they could avoid suffering. But now that they've found themselves outside, they're demanding an audience with the king. Imagine that arrogance and pride. In the hearts of these types of people you need to listen to me god i've been doing this for you the whole time i i i i i i've been i've been i've been I, I i where's the god in that where's the god in that where who's been leading you who's been leading you in your flesh so now they're demanding an audience with the king saying any fleshly thing to avoid suffering but it's the heart that i seek says the lord the heart that seeks me And the problem is that the true bride who has come inside, so it's a two-fold problem that we're actually facing. We're dealing with some of the idiots outside, I'm going to be blunt about it, um, who are fake and they've been faking their way through the whole time as far as pretending to be Christian because they're so stuck in their pride and in their flesh that they think that nobody has a right to tell them the truth. Yet they make everybody miserable. Around themselves, they're miserable too. So, the true bride is not just having to deal with those types. We're having to deal not just with the occult, we're having now to deal with facing uh, the process of being bored in the process. Are you bored in this process you find yourself within? Which is indicative, no offense, but of laziness. Because the place you should have entered in, if you, hopefully you have as an intercessor, is do you know how to turn your your emotions on like autopilot? Like you just kind of tune them out. That's what you have to do, by the way. If you're like a runner, <clears throat> you have to tune your your physical pain out. You have to tune your emotions out when you're running. If you're a long distance runner, especially because if you're going to make it the long haul, you've got to find your pace. If you're gonna run this race if you're gonna move through time into the divine and so what God is saying is that I need you to find your pace with me so that you can continue running and you can enter into the place I have for thee the Lord says but it's gonna take you having fortitude and not getting so caught up in the flesh like everybody else would do because what they're doing is that they're looking at how hard it's been And they're thinking i don't know if i can do this i don't know if i want to do this anymore i have better things to do and lord says really really because this process that i have you in right now is fixing to help you enter into your new your land but in order to get there you've got to follow me into this place and get over you so if this is indicative then if you're in this mindset of laziness believe it or not not wanting to do what god would have you do <clears throat> and I really believe it comes from people not realizing that we had so much work to do through God. I really don't believe that we realized that that the body had fallen that far away from truth, that far away from love. And so now that we've entered into this process, people are having a hard time believing that it's this hard. It's taken this long. Why would you put me through this, God? Because it takes God some time okay thank you holy spirit it takes a holy god time to come rest on you first of all but now that we're entering into the double don't you think that's gonna take a little bit longer if he's gonna double his presence up on your vessel lest he kill you (laughs) physically kill you he wants you to die to the flesh but he didn't want you to come home early so we have to roll our sleeves up then and be willing to do what he's asking us to do And quit making excuses to continue on in sin. Quit it. Because a lot of you have lived with it in your sin for so long. You've lived with these bad behaviors that you refuse to get delivered up for so long that you actually think you're okay. You think people don't mind because all you've done is gravitated to people just like you. Remember, like draws like. We draw people to ourselves like ourselves. People as stuck as you can be. I see it all around me I see people and then they get it's amazing to me when they see the light of God starting to shine upon a vessel then they want what you have oh no no I can do this I can undermine you I can undermine the king I can do whatever I want to do because I've done it before in my sin the Lord says wanna bet not in this time because this one if you continue on in that type of behavior the Lord says I'll pull you out physically Because you're not stopping what I've got planned for my bride in this holy reality. So, we didn't expect to find out that we'd gotten so far behind away from love and love's ways. So, if you want to get your life back then, you're going to learn to participate and work with the ancient of Days. And quit making excuses for doing what you do. Are you choosing the wrong people still in your life? still drawn to evil, still drawn to dysfunctional Jezebels. You should be well beyond that by now. What am I, what am I discussing, Jezebels, manipulative, controlling people, Jacobs, people who want to scheme their way through life. They want to make deals with the devil, thinking God's going to take them as his wife. Really? No. No, he's not. Hi guys. Good afternoon, everybody. He's looking for a warm, loyal, loving, spotless bride. Spotless means delivered. Deliverance, deliverance, deliverance. Yet we have so many schemers who sit their butts in a pew on Sunday. And they're just taking up space. They're not even there to worship the Ancient of Days. They're there to socialize, to meet the next hookup. If they're not in pedophilia. Or they're in adultery, or they're into drunkenness because they can't cope with life God's way. I'm not judging them. I'm just telling you what I see. So God's saying it's time to get cleaned up. If you want to come up and grow up and then show up, says the Lord. I need you to show up and then stay steadfast as I bring you in. And by the way, if I'm offending you, love is unoffendable. True love is unoffendable. So if you're not into the place where you see the love of God in me, and many of you would probably say, that's no love in that. I beg to differ with you. I beg to differ with you because Jesus got hard on the money changers and he kicked them out of his temple. He kicked them out of his church. He said, get out. I'm not buying your brand of love. I'm not buying what you're trying to sell me, what you're trying to sell my people here. And he's been doing it now. For a few years, kicking, he's now kicking leaders out. They're the money changers now. He's saying, I'm not buying your brand of love. I'm not buying your pedophilia. I'm not buying your adultery. I'm not buying your half-hearted version of me. I'm not buying it, says the Lord. You lack truth. Matter of fact, you so lack truth, you won't even deal with you. You think I'm not seeing you. And then you get angry at my prophets when they call you out. So that brings us then to Genesis 32, 13 to 34, 31. And this is amazing too. These people are so screwed up. And I'm going to call it what it is because they are. The fake church is so screwed up that they actually think that they're going to stop the bride. They're going to stop God from allowing them inside. Because again, they're so selfish. They're like, if I can't have it, neither can you. So Genesis 32, 13 through 34, 31, it talks about escaping the Esau's trying to steal your wine. I thought that was odd today. I thought, what? And that was before God told me everything that I just told you, by the way. I just thought, wow. Okay, so he was talking about Jacob. We know what Jacob was all about, right? Jacob was a schemer at the beginning. And I think everybody who starts off in the flesh starts off trying to scheme God through their own ways that they began in. But at some point in the ball game, you have to learn to surrender your flesh over to the king. Lest you get left outside, virgin, pretending like you're of God when everybody knows you don't have wine. You don't have the divine. So you're left outside to your own ways. So In this passage, though, we see Jacob, he's expecting a battle with Esau, by the way. And all he wanted was a way of escape. But to me, this represents him being in a battle and he's already weary. He's tired of the Esau's or the Esau in his life chasing him. And he's tired of arguing over what he knows God has shown him. And he wants a way out. He just wants to escape because he knew his brother really hated him. And I don't even know why he called him his brother at this point. They're two different, they have two different spirits Esau, one of the flesh, Jacob, one of the spirit. Now, the way Jacob went about it, I don't know if I agree with because Rachel and Jacob plotted to steal the birthright of Esau. But you know, if you think about that too, anything that's of God if something's of god if esau were meant to have had the birthright god says in acts 5 39 if something is of god you can't stop it so i believe god would have made a way where there is no way yet we see so many esau's today in the, the fake church i call them the esau's of the fake church wanting the flesh and they they say they want the spirit too but what they don't realize is that God, again, is coming back for a pure spotless bride. He's trying to make us new. So the Esau's then are trying to falsely accuse those coming inside the bride of saying, well, you've done something without my permission. You've done, you've taken something from me. How is that? How is that possible? How is that possible when you have the same opportunities as I have or so do so does everyone if you think about that we all have the same opportunities god says i'm no respecter of persons what i do for one, i do for all not to mention the fact that if something's of god if if somebody's trying to take something from those who have chosen not to come inside how is that stealing from you when you're the one who makes decisions for you how is that you make no sense so the real truth there is that we have a lot of people with the problem of laziness making excuses putting more stock in their name than they do the name of Yahweh putting more stock in their own ways than they do the ways of Yahweh oh I've, I've served you for so long God we heard that in the end remember that passage in the Bible Lord Lord remember, I did this for you I did that for you no 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 you did that for you says the Lord you weren't following me you are following you making your name great when it's only I says the Lord I believe it's Genesis 12 12 I'll make your name great God says I will make your name great not you he does these things for you but he also does them through you and see I saw this coming 20 years ago when I saw people abusing the five-fold ministry gifts and I thought boy this could really go south really fast and then I could see because people were developing their identities through their gifts not through God a little bit of power they had experienced they were taking full advantage of it and they were trying to use and abuse those around them we still see it today because these these perpetrators these these people that take advantage of other people who really have genuine intentions they they see their hearts hungry for the lord and then they they pray p-r-e-y on them we've seen this even today with big leaders being brought down now where they see their weaknesses, they see their vulnerabilities. And so they play on those things and they act like they're trying to help them. When in reality they're taking advantage of them. And God is fed up with this garbage. He is so fed up. He's like, no, now I'm exposing you for who you really are. Because you're still in trickster mode like Jacob was at one time because He refused to come inside and so god decided i'm going to wrestle with you over a few things how about i wrestle with you over the truth god is the way the truth and the life so jacob was wrestling with truth he was wrestling all around with truth and god almost broke his hip in the process of that but if it weren't already god's plan <clears throat> jacob wouldn't have entered into the divine so you You have to see now where God is starting to deal with the bride. I'm sorry, as she comes inside. Where he's making us look at ourselves and consider a thing or two. Are you are you willing to wrestle with the truth? Are you willing to deal with you? Because if you're still picking the wrong people to marry, if you're still picking the wrong friends, if you're being beat up at church or beat up at work, beat up in families, and you're not coming out from amongst them, Abraham, then something's wrong with you. That means you're stuck in the cycle too. You're stuck in a cycle. So it's time to deal with you. Because God told Abraham, come out from amongst them. I want to teach you about my ways. I want to show you the love of the ancient of days. And so he, had a, he got to do that with his family. <clears throat> and he and his wife, before they got the blessing of Isaac, um, he got to become a friend of God. That was by spending time with God. Do you? So this is the place that I believe God is moving us into where God, the truth, starts taking over our vessels where only God is in control in our lives as things we begin to play out, especially in the areas you prayed about. I thought that was interesting, and that's been in my spirit for about three days actually. Where all truth is the only thing we adhere to. That's what happens when all truth walks into the room. You either agree with him or you're living a lie. So the true bride now is moving inside to where the only thing left is the battle between the truth and a lie. The Esau's and the Jacob's, those are the two people groups. And if you think about acts 539 again when you think about surrendering to the king if something's of God you're not going to be able to stop it and the only thing you'll find yourself doing is fighting God if you continue on in your activities and so you know pardon me I think that comes back to people being on different spiritual pages as we're now entering into these times, so God is differentiating these groups on purpose to see who's is who, who is the true bride who truly wants to come inside. God says, how will you know my my people, my true believers by my love, by the warm, unconditional love of Jesus? And a lot of people would probably argue with me and say, well, Dr. Missy, I love, I love, are you sure about that? You sure about that? I'm going to challenge you. Because there are certain things love never does. And see, love, true love, the bride, she's right now, she's doing only what God tells her to do. If he didn't tell you to speak, say you're in an argument with somebody and God says, hush, don't speak any further. Let me defend you. Are you willing to obey him? Are you going to try to continue on in what you do? Just exacerbating the situation, blowing it up like a hornet's nest, like you usually always do, for those of you who have to have the last word. Is that you? Or are you one of these people, maybe you're a leader, maybe you're a leader, and you're using all of your sheep to do your dirty work for you. Maybe you're abusing your intercessors, and you're having them pray against people who disagree with you. Now, who can justify that? But where's the love in that? Or maybe you're one of these, maybe these boss, maybe you're a boss. Maybe you're a boss and you treat your employees like crud behind the scenes, working them like dogs. Never saying thank you. Never considering the fact that they have families. Not even taking time, maybe even for your own family. Maybe your, your job has become your God. I'm giving you a few scenarios. to consider because we reap what we sow and I've seen God take many leaders down because of bad seed sowing in past seasons and it all it all catches up with you trust me if it's not in your health if it's not in your wealth if it's not in your status God will do it with us he'll do it with you or maybe maybe you're just one of these people who uh, lives in denial about everything, I'm just going to stick my head in the sand, and if I don't, if I don't acknowledge it and I don't watch the news, then I don't have to endure this suffering. That means I don't have to get myself ready for God, because if I didn't know it was going on, then maybe He won't hold me accountable. Wanna bet? You say you're one of God's children. <clears throat> Lord says my children know my voice, and they only follow after me. Whose voice are you following? Man's? People who agree with you? Your friends? Who, what do they call them? They call them yes men. You surround yourself with yes men. I call them yes friends. Or do your friends tell you the truth? Hey, why haven't you been coming to church? Where have you been? Calling to check on you. Oh, I've just, you know, I've been busy, just kind of upset over a few things, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what? I'm coming to get you. Let's go have coffee. Let's go to church. Let's go worship the Lord. Let's get back into the truth to make sure the enemy doesn't have his way with you. Because he loves isolation. Isolation, this is what I call you. So anyway, back to reality. But the truth right now is that, that we're moving into a place now as God's bride, which is the real raw power of God to where only his spirit is abiding inside. So. Only God gets to make the decisions. Only God gets to pray through you. Only God gets to decree through you and operate in the courts of heaven, too, if we're listening to the true and living king. So, okay, so for a lot of people, they're saying, well, Dr. Missy, you know, I'm just learning about the courts of heaven, and I'm only saying what God's telling me to say. Okay, but are you getting free from you? Are you getting free from your flesh that drives you to do what you do? Because emotions are a really powerful thing. And when you get in the courts of heaven and you're ticked off at somebody, guess who's going to be activated through their emotions and be open to the demons in their bloodline? That would be you. That'd be you. Now, so guess who's then going to get judged by what you do? We judge not lest we be judged. Matthew seven twelve, Because there's only one judge and that's the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings. So if you're still doing and active, operating in your own ways, then God's going to be looking at you too because of what you continue to do. So then the courts of heaven become a deliverance tool for you. That's why you got to get delivered at all times before you start stepping into the courts of heaven. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Good to see you. So, you know, God has a lot to say in this hour, but he's wanting to... Pour out his spirit on people who know how to, be- how to obey him and how to get honest with him. Because if you disobey, you're going to get reprimanded. And I believe that God is fed up with men and women presuming anything. He talks about that, by the way, especially about what he has to say about a thing and acting like they're speaking for him. Because he's like, I didn't say that. At limitations three, thirty-seven to 38, if God didn't speak it, it has to fall to the ground. But if the prophet of prophets spoke it first, I think it's 2 Samuel 3.19, God's going to uphold his truth, his word. So it, it's all based on what spirit you're operating in. Are you really operating in truth or are you operating in your enemy's spirit, <clears throat> your emotions? So this is a part of what we're learning about right now. Because man's presumption has caused him a lot of his own sufferings. Galatians six seven you reap what you sow, and this is because of how the devil has gotten man to agree with his spirit of lies, activating more cursings on man's bloodlines. Have you thought about that? See, God says, "Okay, first of all, let me back up. When we go into the courts of heaven, that you're stepping into a place of government." Okay, so. Have you noticed when people go and they come before Congress, I'm just going to use this as an example, and they perjure themselves. They lie to the people that are in authority because they're afraid of what it might cost them for not being honest with them. So there are things that are activated then laws, spiritual laws that are activated in the courts of heaven against you when you go in and you can curse yourself for lying to the king. And, you know, if you're praying a thing in through the Lord, so a lot of you are in different testings right now where God has given you, I'm getting to the good news, by the way, this is not just all bad news, but he's given you assignments that you've been working on for a while now. Prayer assignments, decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing, decreeing a thing. And Jacob was used like this to get to know the king. He was reminding god of his great promises and but then the problem with that was is it like a lot of people now like a lot of fickle-minded believers who won't get free from the flesh jacob began to act like god had never even spoken to him he was like a spiritual schizophrenic yes god yes god no no yes no yes no flesh knows, flesh spirit flesh spirit so he was variating between The flesh controlling him versus abiding in God and this is the place some of the bride even find themselves and as you learn to enter in fully but the people on the outside they're still stuck in flesh 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 they haven't even begun to enter into God's rest so this means that Jacob too was caught up in this flesh and in his spirit and it cost him to be double-minded are you double-minded about the thing God's promised you He's going to do for you. You're not the only one, by the way. Because I think this is part of the process that we're all going through. But this conduct is the conduct of a believer right before God takes them through fire to break them. Because although sometimes our testings can be rough, as the bride, which cause some to become reliant upon things going on around them. The reality is that God knows you need deliverance from ourselves, from ourselves so that you can truly come back to love again. He's trying to get us to surrender. And this has been, like I said before, it's been on my mind for the last three or four days. I'm realizing that he's reducing us to love. That's what God's doing. He's reducing us to truth. He's reducing us to only thing abiding in us or residing in us is the Spirit of God. So the only power you have is Him. And you know how to move with His Spirit so pristinely that nobody can tell the difference between you and Him anymore. You're not in the flesh anymore. You're walking only with the Lord. You're doing what He says. You're acting like He acts. And His ways have become your ways. You're like a hand in a glove with Him. And so Jacob, if you know anything about Jacob, Jacob truly had to be broken and then truly healed and then weakened to be strengthened to where he could truly surrender to God's spirit, allowing truth to genuinely lead him, which made him a prince of God. He became a prince of the king, a daughter or son of the most high God. He he learned through suffering. Are you, are you? Hey, Bill. And so the limp that Jacob acquired, think about this, I found this so fascinating, was purposely given to Jacob as a reminder of who would be in control of his life. Does God genuinely have control of your life? And when we let God have his way, We start to see the beginning of our blessings dawn over the horizon because it's the dawning of a new day. Jacob learned this. Notice Esau never came around. Esau never came back. He stayed in his own ways where Jacob was transformed into the ancient of days to be like God in the earth, to walk like the Lord. And he truly changed. He was changed by the Lord. So in chapter 33, it occurred when Jacob wrestled with God over a few things, but the results didn't appear overnight. Not like he thought that they would. Jacob thought he would take the birthright and that he would just go and do his thing. God said, no, I have to prepare you what I'm getting ready to bring you into. I have to develop character in you, so that you don't lose the thing I want to give to you. So these things sometimes took time because the process can toss us in between the flesh of the heel catcher, like Jacob, as we learn to abide spiritually in God as a prince or as a princess, a son or a daughter of the Most High God. Where Jacob finally learned so he could win again tired of losing battles with the enemy I had one yesterday I did uh, on the day of all days by the way it was freezing cold outside and sleeting and I had lost t- uh, air in my tire from my vehicle so I had to call roadside assistance to come over and then I found out that the person who worked on my vehicle last so had some customized work done on my vehicle and I forgot to put the key back for my spare tire. I'm, I didn't have a key to even use my spare tire. And I realized what the devil was doing. And I thought, oh, no, 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 no. And i, I it was so strange because it was the first time in my whole life I got so angry at the devil. And I, I was on the phone with the dealership. And I have the man in front of me trying to help me with my tire. And I said, excuse me to both men. I said, excuse me. I said, This is the devil. This is the devil. And I, I started praying. I said, In the name of Jesus, I break your head, hands, feet, and mouth. I break this strategy off in the name of Jesus. I said, You are not going to steal, kill, and destroy from me anymore today, especially in my time. And you could have seen this man's eyes get as big as quarters. I could have cared less. It was because it was probably one thing God wanted him to hear that day, yesterday. To realize you don't have to take this crap anymore you don't have to put up with all the garbage the devil's been coming at you with and by the way too, thank you Lord a lot of you this is the problem in the body too I'm so sorry a lot of sheep have been taught no you should be little meek sheep you should just be little meek sheep you should just follow and you should never offend anybody you should be you should just be a follower you should never stand up and cry to try to create waves And it bleeds into every other area of your life. But when God brings truth into the room, don't you think that brings a spirit of confrontation with it too? Which means when truth walks in the room, not only is God going to make us confront ourselves about a thing or two, that means we should be beginning to transform into truth with him. To confront the devil and what the enemy wants to do that's what i found myself doing yesterday very confrontational no don't you dare touch me and the rest of my day went beautifully by the way everything got worked out like it should be but that's the season that we're now stepping into and see that confrontation scares meek people or people that have gotten used to i didn't mean to say that actually I didn't mean to say meek but that's what god wanted me to say but it's true It scares people who don't like confrontation because they're thinking, oh no, this is going to be really uncomfortable. What if they get mad at me? Who cares? Who cares? What if you're the only Jesus they ever see? As God is trying to shake people's tree to get the dead fruit to fall off so they can become more like him and they can actually see the Jesus in you. Because believe me, people are watching you. And they want what you have, but they don't want to do what God's had you do. And by the way, I'm not into people stealing my wine. If, if you're too lazy to get off your duff and go seek the Lord and pay a price, then you don't deserve it anyway. Because in this hour, God is only rewarding people who want to do what he does. And we're all held accountable for what we do or don't do. So there are no more excuses anymore. So, okay. This is what's happening right now. And this is what happened to Jacob as he learned he could finally win the right way. The right way. He didn't have to be a schemer anymore. He didn't have to manipulate the ancient of days. He didn't have to try to make it happen. Okay, and by the way, you can try to make it happen by abusing the word of God too, because the word of God is alive and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. That's why I believe all truth's walking into the room because God is now teaching the body what He's going to accept. What's of His truth in His Spirit? Meaning, did meaning did the Spirit of God say it, or did you were you driven by your emotions to pray it? That's scheming, by the way. And God's like, no, because that'll get you an Ishmael. When you try to force something that doesn't have God's permission on it. That's what we're seeing God deal with right now in the body. He's creating the two streams, the Esau's and the Jacob's, or the the bride and the fake church. Which part are you in? So the place that we're stepping into is realizing that many people many of god's people fail to live up to their new life in christ because they refuse to grow up and live up to the new life in faith they won't come up and use their faith they won't step up and confront the things they need to confront are you dealing with something hard today something maybe that scares you and it's okay to tell god that because he's a big boy he can handle that too and the weariness that doesn't help either, because even for the bride, although we do pursue <clears throat> hopefully truth, it's still difficult to hold on to truth while you're being taken through hardship. So then we get to learn not just to battle weariness, not not just to learn how to hold on to truth, but to battle witchcraft and not just occult witchcraft. We're talking the fake church witchcraft and their attempt to force their will onto you. Remember, love never forces or demands its own way. True love. True love gives people the right to choose. It's others-oriented. As a leader, when I lead our people here, I know when we're going through testings and I know when God puts his finger on people. He's like, let me deal with them. Don't tell them. Let me deal with them. Okay. And I'll just pray for them on the sidelines. Because I realize they have to choose to come further in truth. They have to choose to come farther in him. But if they give up in their sufferings, then that's between them and God. See, that's that's the new place we also find ourselves in. That's why we have three-fourths of the church quitting on God because they don't want to be, they don't want to go through hardship, but they're already, they're creating their own hardship by not participating. So it's beyond ridiculous now. And they don't want to hear the truth. It offends them to to hear things like this. Because they're like, how dare you tell me what to do? Which I'd have to respond. The spirit of rebellion is pretty strong on you. Figure it out. I'm just moving on with him. So these testings then are seemingly making us even more fatigued as we learn to press through godly sufferings. But this is the best news. The good news is that these sufferings are building God's power to rise up on your vessel, on our vessels. And because of your diligence in him, it's causing your blessings to come in. And God said he would be faithful if we would be, but he never promised us that the process would be easy. But as truth walks into the room, our submission to truth is forcing our blessings to come through too. Because when truth in you speaks a thing, the more of Jesus you have, the more truth is speaking through you. Then Acts 5.39 is activated, where it states, if something is of God, you can't stop it. Because also, as well, let me see the scripture from that. I think it's 2 Timothy, let me see, 2 Timothy 1.14, it's the spirit bears witness with the spirit. So if Jesus in you is speaking to God, the Father around you, and it's the truth of God, It makes your prayer strong, first of all, because you're allowing Jesus' full ruling and reigning abilities to use your vessel. And if Jesus is speaking to God the Father above me, the Spirit can't deny the Spirit. So it's 100% effective 100% of the time. Why do you think God is trying to get us into this place? So it's a win-win for you every time which brings us to Matthew 11 7 30 where it talks about John the Baptist discouraged you ever thought about that do you ever thought about John the Baptist being discouraged or down or was he just a superhero no but if you think about it every human being is apt to struggle in their lives and at their work because we're all human because we have flaws, and because sometimes we're controlled by our emotions when we get stuck in the flesh. So you have to make a concerted effort to focus on him in all things. And John the Baptist actually, in all of his life, has served God faithfully. But at this point in his life, he found himself in prison. And so he began questioning the king. He began questioning things because he felt betrayed because he thought that God should do something in a different way. And what I'm seeing people get duped with today is because of unhealed areas where witchcraft comes in and creates delays. So it makes people feel like God has betrayed them when in reality, God's just testing them to see if they'll continue to believe what he said he would do. Is he testing you? So When you find yourself in a similar situation, the Lord says, don't just assume. Bring your concerns to me and talk it out with me and then wait for me to talk to you. I will refresh you. I will confirm a thing or two. It's called the first, or excuse me, the true king's decree. Because in doing that, you'll receive refreshing and you'll know what he wants you to do about that thing. Instead of just presuming. Oh, he's betrayed me. Oh, he's, he's not who he said he was. Yes, he is. If it happened to you. I mean, if it's happened to me, it'll happen to you, too. It happens to us all. It's part of the process of surrender. So if, if you've read about John, he didn't compromise in anything. Not at all. He, he was one of the greatest prophets who was imprisoned by a cruel king and a childish group of people. Now check this out. So it was man who was operating in witchcraft, causing John's sufferings and delays, but the ancient of Days was still in control. So this is what we find ourselves in these days. <clears throat> we are seeing delays, which are caused by the same type of people today, a cruel and wicked king or leader and a bunch of people who want to be accepted by that leader so they perpetuate the flesh and they want to rule over you through their flesh and witchcraft because it gives them a minuscule sense of power until God shows up in your hour but the Lord is saying to you you stay the course you stay true because I'm bigger than all that and you may think you failed says the Lord but I'm going to see to it that your work is blessed, just like I did John's, as we learn to surrender to God's rest. Which brings us to Psalms 14, 1 through 7. And it's a contrast between the bride and those who don't want to come inside. We just talked about that. And by the way, I don't choose these topics. They're all in my my Bible that I study for that day the day that i do the revs and so it's just amazing to me how they always 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 pertain to everything we're going through everything for for where we're at as a as a bride and as the intercessors around america and so this was about the generation of the wicked and check this out what they called them i'm sorry it was about the generation of the wicked that they actually compared to being These are people who I call them, pew sitters. They just sit their butts in a pew and they don't get anything. They're not transformed. They just show up for socializing in the church and they actually act as distractors, but they were actually also considered practical atheists because God was not in their hearts, no matter what they said or tried to do. Because we know true believers by God's love, which were depicted by what they do or don't do, right? So we're looking at these things now too, right? You are? <clears throat> because I most certainly am too. And boy, you—it it is true. It is so true. If you don't see fruits in people, you start looking about what at what spiritual page they are or are not on. And we're starting to, I don't know about you, but I'm looking at the truth of, because that's hard to wrap your head around. I don't know about you, but for me, it's hard to wrap my heart and my head around where I have to admit to myself, I don't think they know God. They give lip service. some They, they sound like, look like, maybe act like here and there, but it's not genuine. It's, there's no permanent life change going on. They're still going back like a dog to their vomit and staying in the same cycle. So God has not showed up with his healing power because they're not serious about getting whole in him. These are things you have to consider around you, too. And that's hurtful. I'm not going to lie. It's hurtful when it comes to family. It's hurtful when it comes to friends. But it's really hurtful when you deal with people who you sat in a pubicide beside for 30 years. And you don't feel like they even know you anymore. You don't know them. <clears throat> and in their minds, they're okay. Because they think they can live without God because they don't appreciate him. Interfering within their sin. They don't want to be transformed. They like what they're doing. They don't want to be interfered with by a holy God holding them accountable. And so they have no intentions on changing because of the lying spirit controlling them. The father's the devil. And he lets them get away with murder if they want to because they don't have to change and he'd prefer them that way, by the way. So they've served the father of lies, hence they house Satan's heart as they have from the start. So these frauds exploit God's people who are truly trying to serve the Lord and they dishonor God by allowing Satan. Um, Got an extra sheet of paper here in my notes. They allow Satan though to use their vessels to cause harm to a lot of sheep that God loves. They're in fact corrupt, so they can't help but corrupt everything and everyone they come into contact with. It's all they've known. It's the curse operating within, by the way. Have you ever had those people around you? Maybe you've been tried and true, pardon me. And they really mean well. They really, really mean well. And they, they even may love you, They may be a family member. They may just be a friend. But every time they come into contact with you, you can always sense because the curse is activated within them and everything they try to help you with blows up into chaos or it costs you something. Have you ever had to deal with those people? I have. And now I avoid them because I don't want them touching anything that God's given me to do. I'm tired of dealing with that. I'm not being mean either by saying that. It's just a matter of fact. And then we have leaders who wanna, who are underneath cursings like that, and they want to come up and mentor people. I'm like, no thanks. I've got spiritual mothers and fathers in place, and they're clean. Their hearts are clean. Their, their motives are clean, and they actually operate in God's grace. God's got it covered. Don't worry about it. <clears throat> so they get offended, and then they try to sabotage because they can't, they can't be a part of it some people have to have their hand in everything but anyway that's another topic for another day so which group are you a member that's something you need to get honest about with yourself have you gotten honest with yourself and god because only fools say in their heart there is no god and god will not be mocked which usually only leads to further rebellion with these types when they realize god's holding them accountable Because in the end, as God brings the bride in, God's saying, my will will prevail. It's already prevailing as they stay steady in me. Because I'll always protect my people. With Acts 5.39, if something's of God, you can't stop it. That's his pure spotless bride. So then that leads us to Proverbs 3, 19 through 20, where it's talking about by wisdom, the Lord laid the earth's foundations. And by understanding, he set the heavens in place. By his knowledge, the watery depths were divided and the clouds let drop the dew. What does that mean to you? You know, I know we're in a process right now and I know it's been long it's been long and I know that a lot of people don't feel like they have what it takes to finish and they're wondering am I gonna make it through this thing is God really gonna do what he said he's gonna do well this has been my experience as an intercessor because I've been praying this way for 35 years and every single time God has given me a prayer assignment it's gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And so with that comes a different set of challenges with each assignment. It, it comes with a different set of testings every time. And they get more and more, it's like they they train me to operate within the spiritual laws of God. to teach me how to come into the heart at deeper levels, to love at deeper levels like he loves. And I really, really sense that as we come back to the ancient of days, and back to the heart and the love of God again. I really, really, and it's the double. It's the double. So I really, really believe that the road is going to narrow, very narrow around a lot of us because of the power that he wants to rest upon us. But you have to choose to participate or not. And I tell our people this too. If, if you're listening for the first time to The Rev today, you know, some doors and some opportunities, Only come around once in a lifetime so if God puts his finger on you and he says you want to be a part of the bride then I would quickly adhere to that and say yes Lord whatever that requires I don't care how hard this is you're gonna guide my footsteps inside Psalms 37 23 guide my emotions guide my thinking help me to only choose what you choose help me to only see and say what you say and see Don't let me presume anything. And by all means, please don't let me quit in the middle of my suffering. Let me finish like you do. Because God's a God who can't lie. He finishes what he starts. And he's looking for a people group who are just tired of the old by and by. They want to act like him, be like him. Wind up in the hall of faith like he wants to put your name in. He wants to make your name great. If you allow him to do what he does his way. So I'm going to leave you with that. And I want you guys to have yourself a great rest of your day. Thank you for listening to The Rev. I'm Dr. Hood. And uh, we'll pick up again here on Friday. And then we'll continue the conversation then. But until we talk again, know that I love you. I'll see you then.